Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinelli and Susie Mazzoli. We are the so-called dynamic duo that come to you every week. And Pam is going to give us the astrology starting with Monday, the 31st of May, last day. And uh, then I'm going to jump in with our meditation. See you soon. Okay, hello. So we had that lunar eclipse on May 26th, and we're in this kind of sandwich time as we move through the waning moon cycle heading towards the next eclipse, which will occur June 10th, and I'll talk more about that uh, next week. But uh, I have been writing about these eclipses, which you can find on my website, insightoasis.com. And the main thing to keep in mind about these series of eclipses is that the last time they occurred was in 2002, spring of 2002. So if you have a memory, an occurrence, something that was going on for you at that point in time, this is an echo of that. It doesn't mean it's going to run exactly the same, but it does mean that it's bringing up similar themes. So last week we had the full moon lunar eclipse, moon in Sagittarius. And as we move towards the 10th, we will have the new moon solar eclipse at 19 degrees Gemini. And so it's this Gemini-Sag axis, which for some of us is incredibly personal. If you have um, significant points in Sagittarius or Gemini or mutable signs that run along those degrees, you're going to be feeling this more personally. And it can be a very different experience than it was for you 18 years ago and change because ideally you're at a different point in the arc of your life. You've had experience, you're making more conscious decisions, hopefully all that and uh, more. I certainly hope I am. And What ends up happening is that we are, I'll just tell you a personal story. When this occurred for me, I bought a business. Um, Many of my listeners remember when I ran a storefront. And so that all began for me in 2002. And so this eclipse season straddles my 
midheaven, career, how I'm seen in the world point, but also how it affects my home. So at this point in the eclipse cycle, I am, um, some of my clients, et cetera, know that I live with my mother-in-law and she is taken care of by lovely people, but we are about to move her to another facility because it's that stage in life. So you see the home and the career axis being triggered again. In this time in my life, it's a passage that is happening within my home that is going to shift and have an effect on what happens in my career life because um, when one uh, gets freed up from caretaking responsibilities, one can aim more for outer world stretch. And there was a similar activity happening for me in 2002. So just think about what may have been present for you at that point in time. And ideally what we do when we have these revelation periods, because eclipses reveal, they, they kind of light up a certain area and give us a, a window, an opening, uh, ideally insight, revelation. Sometimes it can be, um, it can be a bit unsettling because it's, remember eclipses in the old days, they'd look up and say, oh my God, the dragon's eating the moon or the sun because it was unsettling. Why is this happening? But it's periodic, it happens methodically. It's, it does not come out of nowhere. And so it's one of those cycles of revelation and awakening. I believe eclipses give us an opportunity for awakening. So they are more disruptive, the less conscious we are. So we're in this waning moon cycle. So what's important is to think in terms of what is it I want to complete, finish up before I move into this like other new outreach episode that may be happening as I approach that June 10th eclipse. And on Monday, the 31st, Memorial Day, the moon is in the sign of Aquarius. It's very nicely aspected as it moves towards the planet Venus. So I see this as a real opportunity for connections, networkings, who are the people who get you, uh, what are, if, if you don't have enough of those people in your life, how can you reach out to them and uh, make those connections? Again, waning moon cycle, maybe it's someone who you have connected with, but for one reason or another, you haven't been able to make that happen. Uh, this is a wonderful day for just shooting an email, a text, a WhatsApp, just kind of reaching out and saying, hey, let's do this thing as things start to open up more, as depending on what's going on for you with the pandemic uh, closings, as uh, the weather is changing, especially for Northern Hemisphere people, and how can we be in situations where we are making those real kind of connections? I also have been thinking and looking a lot about how 
our level of communicating and deepening into relationship has been informed by the pandemic, the the restrictions as to what is value or importance of. And what may have seemed to be more novelty things or distractions like, oh, let me go online for a while. Let me distract myself. Let me get on um, let me get on a dating site. Let me explore this. It's this depth of communication that has had a potential to increase with people. So it's the it's the sophistication of the medium that I think we're in the process of burning through. Yes, you know, there's the Neptune and Pisces thing, so we have all the conspiracy stuff, which I can uh, talk or we can um, go in depth about in another time, but there's all the trails that people can and can follow, but there's also a level of education and sophistication that has been increasing as people's um, communication intelligence can be growing. Certainly, this is true of younger people. Um, as the adaptive mind moves into the new areas or new ways of communicating that have become very rote or routine for certainly the digital natives, but there's more this bridge area that has been happening for people who didn't come from that uh, period of time that has been just so connected to the internet world. So Monday, very wonderful day for connections, communications, like-minded people doing something that makes a difference, uh, social action voice, uh, voices being heard, all really, really good stuff, um, especially after um, Eastern time around 7.15 p.m., uh, into the wee hours of uh, Tuesday the 1st, we have this really juicy connectivity energy. So I'm not encouraging us to stay up late and like traveling through internet conversations, but you can also open up the dream mind, the meditation mind, the how you connect or for people who do energy healing or long distance um, intuitive work, really, really fine stuff can come out of that. Or writers, creative people, people who are working on projects. At 2.14 a.m. Tuesday the 1st, the moon goes void, of course. And when it's void, of course, it's not making a geometric connection to another planet before it changes signs. So this is a time when we're not as emotionally connected to things. And it's a good time to clear out old stuff, which we many of us, especially Eastern time people may be doing in the dreamscape because it it for many of us will be a time of sleeping. 
The moon enters Pisces at 5.07 a.m. So early risers can have a very lovely meditation awakening period in those wee hours. And once it enters the sign of Pisces, we are in lovely opportunity energy. And once again, it's heightened time is early morning. So, I mean, yes, for some of us, we will be making connections and talking to people or following through on opportunities or ideas. But for others of us, it may just be, okay, let me just do some meditation. Let me just reflect. Let me open myself up to possibilities and see what comes in. This is not a morning when you want to kind of busy your head up with what is all my to-do stuff. We get so much that can come through with just letting the stillness be. Think in terms of when you have the, it's like fishing, <laughs> which is a perfect uh, metaphor because I'm the moon is in the sign of Pisces. I mean, if you know anyone who fishes or you do fish, I used to have a lot of trouble figuring out figuring out fishing myself because I would just say, well, why do you fish? You know, especially if you're fishing for something that you're just going to throw back or you you don't want to eat the fish. I, I, I don't I, I didn't really understand the fishing thing until it was explained to me. It's a great way to be somewhere that's very peaceful and quiet. You can turn off your cell phone and, and just kind of you are where you are. And you're just in space floating on a tranquil pond or in the ocean or wherever you are. And I thought, oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I get it. Why bother throwing in a line or a net? That's the part that I didn't quite understand, but that's okay. So it's that leaving yourself some moments, some times to just be and have the potential to absorb because that's when magical guidance can come in. And it could be that you then open up your phone or um, the phone rings or something happens and the message comes through that you weren't even consciously aware of because you simply were opening to opportunity and possibility. And this is especially wonderful if you have some sort of problem you're trying to solve or thing you're trying to put together, don't know quite how it's going to come off. I, I could tell you stories about my personal life, but it's the, the snare of being a problem solver and somebody whose head is always spinning. I know I have this tranquil um, countenance for people who don't know me very well, and I seem to be very measured and and calm person, but man, it's like the it's like the duck um, webbed feet frantically below the surface in my mind, and I can't. I, I can, but there are so many stories 
personal stories where I've tried to solve something and finally just thrown my hands up or been unable to follow through. And I have just let grace come in. And every time it's better than anything I could have thought of. So that's what's available to us that morning of Tuesday, June 1st. Okay, let me move through the rest of the week. So, um, and it's, I, it's a wonderful day, open to opportunity and possibilities. That's what I can say. This is not a day when you want to have things overly planned or be pushing too hard. It's more a day where you wait until the thing just starts to move on its own, and it will. Highly creative energy for anyone in the arts or um, healing work, therapeutic work. Beautiful, beautiful day, as is Wednesday, to present yourself to a healer, um, do any kind of therapeutic work. Really, really excellent. Even though um, something might crack through that isn't quite what you thought you were going to say or how you were going to say it. And this could be Tuesday evening into the night with conversations. But whatever is said, even if it feels awkward or uncomfortable, is going to bring you to greater truth. And on the third, thir uh, yeah, that's already Thursday. Yeah, on the third, June 3rd, uh, the moon goes void of course at 7.10 a.m. And it enters Aries at 1.59 p.m. So the morning time has that same kind of envelope of bring in the revelation energy, which can be, it's one reason why um, these, these mornings, the first and the third especially, people who get out of bed and kind of race out the door, you don't give yourself that space of when the dream time moves into revelation. And so, for many of us, we don't have that much time, depending on what's going on in our lives. <laughs> I know what that feels like. But if we can give ourselves space wherever you can find it, like a few minutes in your car before you turn it on, you get to the next destination, um, a few minutes when you come out of the shower where you just sort of let the mist absorb into your skin, whatever it is where you just be, that's when, that's when the space can come into whatever has felt so tight and constrained. So once the moon enters the sign of Aries, we're in different energy than we were up until this point in time this particular week. Now we're in the kind of harder, let's speed it up, let's get on with it energy. And it can feel a little whiny. 
because Venus entered Cancer on uh, Wednesday. So that's the sort of, oh, let's linger over breakfast. Let's be in this nice space. Let's walk in the garden, all of which is fabulous. But when the moon is in Aries, it's like we don't have time. So <laughs> there can be a kind of tug of war that's going on within you. Or you can be experiencing it from another significant person in your life, co-workers, someone, uh, spouse, child, um, whoever is kind of triggering that or making that kind of come to the surface for you. But realize um, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's, um, it's really important that we become aware of any tendency to blame or project it on somebody else because then we take away our power. So moon and Aries, we don't want to feel disempowered. On the other hand, you don't want to knock somebody over or boss them around or tell them you must do it this way. Um, we want to work in conjunction with whatever we're being confronted by. So if the energy feels a bit uneven to you um, on Thursday the 3rd. Think in terms of how do I go for where the compromise is. If I'm going to push and push hard or I want to make something happen, how do I get to that let's sit down at the table and see where we agree? Because that's that's where the um, that's where the fuel is that will get this engine to go. And it can happen. I mean, the night, the evening, late afternoon can be a great time for compromising, coming coming together on a thought or concept. And so Friday the fourth can be a highly effective day where people are working together, things are getting done, stuff is happening. Saturday the 5th, again, we're in some uneven energy as a kind of power struggle, tug of war can happen. For some of, this, for some of us, this is going to be really um, uh, complicated or intensified, especially anyone who has a configuration in their chart between Mars and Pluto, because those two planetary energies, when there's a picture in the sky that's showing conflict, if we're born with that kind of energy, it's real familiar to us. And so we will engage. And so it's important that if you recognize you're engaged in that sort of way, you are conscious of what it's bringing up in yourself. Because once again, it's always more effective to feel as though you're an agent of your own life and how it, um, how it plays out than to feel as though you're at war with something outside of yourself. It always comes back to the mirror, as uncomfortable as that may be. So at 6.47 p.m., the moon goes void, of course, on Saturday the 5th, and it doesn't enter the sign of Taurus until 1.46 a.m. Sunday in the wee hours of um, the morning. 
So that evening, Saturday, is a great evening to kind of discharge energy in healthy ways and just uh, know that you want to kind of move, but don't move in ways that feel unwieldy or unfamiliar or rash because, once again, you're driving the car. So on the 6th, the moon is in the sign of Taurus, and it is a lovely day to enjoy nature, food that is good for your body, and the fact that you have a body that you want to celebrate, be grateful for, and pay attention to. And now I turn it over to Susie. Thank you so much. And I would just like to let everyone know too that next week on that fabulous day that Pam is talking about, um, the Tuesday the 1st of June, that um, I, I'm offering a chakra healing and you can find that information um, on Susie Mazzoli healer.com we're doing a one hour chakra healing meditation to really get things moving or you can just uh, drop us an email here it's a perfect thing to do on that day <laughs> you think i've been talking about it right <laughs> organizing my schedule according to the astrologer's perfect view of the universe okay so let's get started with our meditation again i invite you to take a few deeper breaths just feel yourself just allowing for openness, allowing for openness of the mind, openness of the body, openness of the spirit. And meditation itself doesn't mean that we're quiet or that we're trying to find a quiet place or that we're quieting the mind that's one particular type of meditation but there are many many different ways of meditating and the actual word meditation means basically that it's a a, a discourse considering thoughts on a subject so we can do this in many ways, the subject of ourself, the subject of our spirituality, the subject of our mindfulness, focusing. And when we're doing these meditations, we're, we're meditating on very much focusing on how to really bring a spiritual aspect, a spiritual understanding to our lives, increasing our compassion increasing our loving kindness. So when we're doing these meditations, we are bringing focus. We're really allowing the space for the mind to open up and to create what I would call a, a calm understanding of life. So as we deepen into that state now, deepen into the focus, deepen into life and deepen into your own life. And as you deepen into your own life, see yourself now perhaps as the centre of the circle or the centre of like a spider web 
like the web of life. See yourself in the center and just look out in all of the directions, north and south, east and west, all of the directions between those, up and down, and just see yourself sending out rays of energy like the spider web, like a, like a string of light. And just see how many people literally are around you, are in your life. Your family, your friends, your colleagues, your neighbours, people that you might happen to see every day for many, many years on your commute to work but have never spoken to. Just notice the incredible vastness of your life. And if you are someone who has been staying at home, perhaps during the pandemic or perhaps during all of your life, Notice what threads of light you send out to different people in the universe, whether you physically know them or not, but those people are somehow a part of your life. Perhaps it's a newscaster on the radio or a character in a, in a TV show. All of the many, many faces that populate our life. And just visualise all of those people as if they are here with you now, sitting behind you, standing behind you. All of the people we know. And for some of us that could be really up, up in the thousands. people that are young, people that are just born, people that have crossed over, the people, all the people that you've said hello to at the supermarket, that you might have seen in another country. So many people. So many people that we are connected to, so many people that we have had some sort of glimpse of, word with, or people that we are very intimate with and spent our lives with. And all of these people now standing behind you, sitting with you, all connected to you, all sharing something with you. The interconnectedness of our lives. As you feel all of those people and all of those lives, recognizing that each of those people too has their vast group of people standing behind them, sitting with them. And all of these people together, such a tremendous force of energy, 
such a tremendous life force, all of these people connected, individuals. And just as we're talking about them and thinking about them, you can feel the interconnectedness of your life with all of the other people. We become so very, very conscious of our own life and our own needs and our own deeds and our own wares and our own wherevers. We become so very much into our own life. But now just as you're feeling the importance of your own life, feel the importance of all the other lives around you. Feel the connection of all the other lives around you. And as you do this, just start to very gently, very subtly notice how all of those lives have changed because of something that you have done or your life has changed because of something they have done. This very deep, very intricate and complicated set of circumstances and conditions that bring you to where you are now and bring those people to where they are now. We are an intricate, deeply complicated set of beings all interconnecting. And although we live our lives as individuals and as separate, there are many domino effects. This happens, then that happens. That happens, then this happens. All of the multitudes of cause and effects but everything that leads us to this very moment in time with whoever we are with and whatever we are doing is always only our action and our karma, even though it is so intricately involved with everybody else, it is ours. So as we move forward now, and as we hold all of these people that we have seen, that we know all of them, vast, vast numbers of people now, we think of them and we hold them in our heart. We hold all of their hearts in our heart, the people we know and the people we don't know. We hold them in our heart. And we absolutely focus, we meditate on compassion, on compassion for all of these beings and we allow that compassion to go everywhere all over the planet to all the diverse people of diverse religions, diverse beliefs, And we 
focus on compassion for all beings everywhere to be free of suffering, to know joy and peace and happiness. Thank you, everybody. Our prayers go out to everybody, everywhere, and we ask for world peace. Thank you so much, Pam, and we hope that you will be with us again next week for the first week of June. Yay. Thanks, everyone. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.